today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. An article in the Toronto Star today, you can see it at star.com as well. Donald Trump may be a threat to global democracy. A column out of their Washington Bureau by Daniel Dale. Experts warn Donald Trump may be a threat to global democracy. Is he creating such a divisiveness that he's making terrorists giddy? Or at least Putin. To talk more about all of this, Michael Tobe is with us, uh, former speechwriter to Stephen Harper, and he is with us now. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you today? I'm good, Scott. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We greatly appreciate this. Uh, do, do you think that there is a threat to global democracy here? Has this joke gone on too far? Well, look, I mean, obviously his campaign is just completely falling apart. And as you said right off the top, he's just sort of flailing away and just punching as much as he possibly can and just hoping something sticks somewhere that brings Hillary Clinton's popularity numbers down and his up. But in terms of being a threat to global democracy, I'd, I'd look at it this way. Number one, it's a little too early to tell. He's not president of the United States. He's not held a position of political power. And even with the crazy, at times, long-winded explanations he has or very general themes that he actually puts out about foreign policy and international relations when it's dealing with ISIS or terrorism or Russia or anything else, we can't be exactly sure how he would handle things if he were sitting in the Oval Office. The real trick is, A, whether the American people are convinced that he should be in that office to begin with to make those decisions, and B, if they are struggling with it or if they just feel that he's just not worth putting in, not worth the risk, or they just dislike him for a variety of reasons, which are of the garden variety, and I think we could go on and on about it, does it mean that, does it mean that actually he is more of the concern or that the Republican Party in general for having chosen someone like this as their candidate recognizing the fact that millions of people that Donald Trump brought in were not traditional Republicans or even traditional conservatives, do we hold the Republican Party uh, you know, responsible for doing that? And if that's the case, that could change the complexion of the way politics is currently in the United States in the two houses, the House of Representatives and the Senate. You said too early to tell. Isn't that scary enough, the fact that it's even that close? Well, sure. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. Um, look, it's interesting that, you, that some people are still saying he could actually come out of this. I am now no longer convinced after a few weeks of this nuttiness that he actually can become president. I just don't think it's feasible. It would take an earthquake of proportions. I can't even begin to explain to you on air that would change things. It would have to be a political revelation, say, from WikiLeaks or something else that just blows everything else out of the water or that Hillary Clinton did some sort of unnatural act that we've never heard anything about hmm. until now, and that changes the whole complexion of the way voters look at the election and who they actually want to become their next president. Michael, though, hasn't the way, isn't, that, isn't that the way this whole race has been? In some ways, yes, I would agree with you, sure. Yeah. But look, a lot of people didn't believe that Donald Trump would get anywhere to begin with. Mm -hmm. When he started his campaign off, it's getting close now to 17 months ago, Scott, he was at 1% in the polls for the GOP presidential primaries. This has nothing to do with national numbers, just the primaries, the core Republican support base. That's how much he had. So he has basically taken 1% and led himself to a position where he could, although it's unlikely now, but he could become the next president of the United States. 
while some Canadians would say, well, that sounds kind of similar in certain ways to the way, say, Toronto Mayor Rob Ford built up his power base. He started at 4% mm-hmm. in the popular vote and eventually became mayor of Toronto in 2010. The difference really here is not even just the position of power, because obviously being the mayor of a Canadian city is very different than being the president and the, of the United States and the leader of the free world, so to speak, but also that Donald Trump was just not a politician whatsoever. This was a man who was completely outside the realm, Scott. He had never run for politics. If he had donated money, there were just little bits and sums over the years. He had talked about, at one point, being a candidate for the old U.S. Reform Party. That was an offshoot of Ross Perot's 1992 presidential campaign when he ran as an independent. But other than that, Trump had nothing going for him except his name, which was obviously very big, and his unbelievable understanding of how the media works, both electronic media and social media. So the fact that so many Republicans, or shall we say disgruntled Americans, actually gave him a chance to get this close is extraordinary in itself, and it's actually kind of sad to watch when you think about the United States being the cradle of democracy and one of the great countries in terms of experimentations with liberty, freedom, and other principles, that it's actually come to this. And, it, you know, it's really kind of sad to look at. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.